This episode is brought to you in partnership with MUSC's new Health and Wellness Institute. Most of us think of MUSC as a place we go when we're really sick and we need help desperately. But what I want to highlight this season is all the incredible, amazing things that are happening at MUSC to keep you from needing their services, really. I mean, all of this research, innovative treatment, there's really cool stuff going on at MUSC, and I cannot wait to bring some of these physicians and healthcare providers and researchers onto the podcast so that you can hear behind the scenes of exactly what's going on. You are listening to the Dabble Co. Podcast. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Claire O'Brien. In healthcare, we have so many questions about what's trending versus what's actually the truth. So on this show, we're going to get to the bottom of it. It's health, it's wellness, it's beauty, explained by the people who actually know what they're talking about. to the Dabble Co. Podcast. I am so excited. I've got another MUSC guest today. This is Michael Soule, um, and he's going to be the Health and Human Performance Manager for the new MUSC Health and Wellness Clinic. Um, he's a certified athletic trainer and strength and conditioning specialist, and so um, I'm going to let him tell you guys more about himself, but I'm excited to, to hear what you have to say, and thanks for being here. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, it's been a fun journey uh, coming here and moving down to Charleston, I'm originally from uh, New Jersey, and that's where I got my undergraduate degree from Rowan University. Uh-huh. Um, I got my bachelor's of science in athletic training there, uh, and that's kind of what piqued my interest of how I can combine sports and medicine together. Uh-huh. Um, and I was injured a lot in high school <laughs> and had a lot of surgeries and spent a lot of time with a physical therapist, but I wanted something that I could work with the active population about more. Yeah. Um, and that led me down the path of athletic training. So I um, did a number of rotations there, um, did a couple of internships. And then I decided after that, if I wanted to work at the collegiate level or in professional sports, which was my goal at the time, I think everybody has that dream of, I want to work in the NFL. I want to work in major league baseball. Um, so from there, I went to Florida Atlantic University and I got my master's in health promotion and exercise science. Uh Um, and along with fitness management as a concentration. And and that uh, really opened up my eyes to health, wellness, and and more of the general population. Uh, I worked as a graduate assistant for indoor volleyball, women's beach volleyball, football, uh, a number of sports there, which was a great, great experience. And that was one reason why I wanted my master's is I wanted to get more clinical and more work experience at a division one school. Um, Rowan was division three, so I was trying to kind of build this this repertoire I had of division three, division one, hopefully professional and and kind of see where everything would go. Um, After I graduated there, I I got on with the New York Yankees and their sports medicine department and uh, was in their minor league system for about five years working minor league baseball, which was an absolute uh, blessing. Uh, Or being from New Jersey, I was a Yankees fan growing up. So being able to see and work with the players I used to watch on TV or um, even see some of the greats um, was was really cool, but also a great experience in the fact that I had to learn to put put my fan aside and be professional, right? You can't, you can't do an evaluation cool. with somebody. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so it was, uh, hey, Mike, take the, take the star out of your eyes and remember to treat them, um, you know, like a patient. 
which was a great learning experience um, because you have, you know, you have to learn. Everybody's treated the same. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter what you are to the team. Everybody should be treated the same from a medical and ethical standpoint. And that was a phenomenal learning experience to get that, but also get to know the players on a personal level yeah. uh, and, and knowing that, you know, they're humans too. We idolize them in, in these large roles, but uh, they are really just like you and I, and they're, they're phenomenal people. Um, so I was with the Yankees for, for six years. I spent five years in the minor leagues. And then the, uh, the 2020 season uh, up in New York for Major League Baseball, which is a really, um, despite the pandemic, a really unique experience to see how baseball operated underneath such um, emergent conditions, I'll say. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and um, so, that, yeah, that was a great experience. And then, um, you know, found MUSC and saw that they were starting this clinic and figured this is another kind of dream opportunity uh, that leads into my master's. Um, so, so yeah, me, it was one dream to another. I actually have a, my bachelor's is in exercise science, which is funny now because I'm like, God, that was about 20 years ago. And if you asked me an exercise question, exercise science question right now, I don't like know that I could answer it, but tell me, so from a, for like a high level master's standpoint, to what, what is exercise science? I don't even think people know unless you're kind of in that, in that world, um, even, even, even in medicine. So a lot of people that do pre-med or medicine PA, a lot of us do, would do like the biology tract or the chemistry tract. Um, my, my brother actually did the exercise science track at Georgia and like loved it because he was like, Oh, this actually all deals with humans instead of like the cell of a plant and, and all that stuff. So, but to just give us like a high, what is exercise science? What is that? Sure. Yeah. It's a phenomenal, uh, vague term. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it can go anywhere from being an exercise physiologist, which is somebody who I would say takes it more of a cellular and a metabolic level. And they will take you through, let's say like a Wingate test, which is like an aerobic test. They'll take you through uh, like a VO2 max test. And that's more laboratory based. So I would say that's one end of the spectrum. Then you could also say, hey, I'm in exercise science. And it's also people that do a physical education track and want to be a, a, a PE teacher. Mm -hmm. um, uh, exercise science in my, for my master's was exercise science, strength and conditioning. So I took a lot of strength conditioning classes, proper lifting techniques, how to create block periodization for people. So how to prepare an athlete in their off season, let's say, um, yeah. to perform and meet their goals. Um, and then, you know, athletic training in that too. It's, it's funny. Athletic training is probably, you know, I love athletic training. It's my profession and it's my passion, but it's probably not the best named um, for its profession because it's really preventative medicine. The idea of an athletic trainer is to prevent injuries. Um, unfortunately, they get a lot of exposure because somebody gets uh, hurt on the field and then you see people running out there to go tend to them. And those are athletic trainers, but that's just one aspect of athletic training. Um, and that's something else that I think is really unique to the, to the Institute that we're opening up here at MUSC is yes, I'm an athletic trainer, but I'm also a strength conditioning specialist. So the idea is, you know, we're going to do our best to prevent an injury, but then help you reach your goal. Um, and that's really all encompassing for an athlete. And that's what the athletes get, you know, they get, at the Yankees, you know, you get your athletic trainer and then you also get your strength coach and that's two and one. Um, and, and I think that's really unique. Yeah. And something we, you know, we were kind of chatting before we started and talking a lot about athletes and just the resources that they have. And it, it really is kind of mind blowing, but 99.9% .9 of the population, you know, is not an athlete. And so I think that's what makes, or, or at least not a professional athlete, 
that's what can make exercise. And honestly, it's January. Even going to the gym can be so anxiety producing for people. It can be so overwhelming. And particularly if you don't have a guide, like I, so, I mean, I'm a gym person. Like I, I don't even, I hate working out at home. Like we have a Peloton. I kind of hate it, whatever, but it's like, I, I love, I like being in the gym, but in January it's a nightmare. Cause there's like a million new people in the gym. They've like done their new year's resolution and they're wandering around, like just totally confused. Like they don't know where to start. So kind of take me through, like, if you, what do you, how do you counsel people who have no clue where to start? They've either been exercising not at all or like minimally, almost like a couch to 5k, but you're not a couch to 5k. Like, what do you do do with just normal people? Yeah, sure. No, I, I, I think that's an awesome question, but I also see it from the standpoint of, I, I, you know, I, I feel bad for those people because I know how intimidating it is. I wasn't always into working out. Um, and it is intimidating when you go into the gym and, and there's all these machines. You have everybody looks good and you're looking at it and you're like, well, now what do I do with all this in front of me? And that, that's, right. that's why I like this setup because it's very one-on-ones concierge esque what we're going to do is we're going to talk about your goals. And if you don't know your goals, we can figure them out of what suits you best. Um, whether yeah. it be weight loss, whether it be, I just want to be able to do a lot of my activities of daily living from a simpler standpoint. I think that's huge. Um, I just recently be, recently became an uncle and I just realized how much my sister needs to know how to lift up her children the right way. Something yeah. as simple as that or reaching over to feed somebody, now she's got shoulder pain. Um, so something like that. But um, somebody coming in, evaluating their movement and their posture. Um, unfortunately, we do a lot of sitting in, in society. So figuring out why someone's posture might be inhibiting them. But I want this to be a place that they don't get that anxiety that they feel like when they go to the gym, because we're all unique and we're all different. And we all work out to our own bodies. And that's something that's important too. a lot of the machines you see in the gym. You know, those are built to like a generic body. Yeah. But we can do a lot of work with a free weight. Um, with with walking, um, you know, something that I, is really important to to my practice and how I work out are the, you know the phases of walking because that's something we all do. So how can I put somebody in a position that's in a phase of gait or walking that they can then do the exercise in? So it makes it functional and it makes it useful to them and it makes sense in their head of when they're doing the exercise of oh you know I I do go through this motion a lot maybe yeah. I can do that more. So it doesn't always have to be strength and conditioning. I think it comes from just a feel good a feel good moment. Um, and that's something else that I, I want people to feel when they leave here is, you know, working out is not a time to feel like your back is sore and you didn't get a good workout because your back is tight. Um, you know, you got a good workout because now your body's moving in motion with itself and starting to figure its way out. And that leads to a healthier lifestyle too, right? You get better neural connections, you get hormone flowing. Like there, there's a lot of cascading events that happen that are benefits uh, of, um, of exercising. So to, to the person who doesn't always exercise, I would say that's awesome that you decided to make the leap to start to exercise uh-huh. and to know there's really, there's, there are wrong ways to go about it, but you're probably not going to do it unless you injured yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, um, you know, that's difficult and not, and that's the unfortunate part too, right? I'm an athletic trainer, but you don't have to be an athlete or identify as an athlete. Um, one reason why this piqued my interest is because I used to work uh, camps during the off season of baseball mm-hmm. and I would help out um, 
uh, you know, it'd be like a, like an intramural camp, let's say, and uh, somebody might sprain their ankle and help out their son or daughter. And then the parent would ask me, Hey, you know, I've been having some knee pain. What do you know? What do you have on that? And I would talk to them and say, Hey, you might want to try a couple of these exercises. Um, once your pain decreases then you can progress to these exercises and I started to, I kind of like helping the general public a lot more than, you know, just my typical athletes. Like they, you know, they need just as much help, if not more. Um, oh, do, oh cool. yeah, absolutely. I mean, the general public, you know, at, listen, like we all love professional athletes and they're, you know, provide an incredible amount of entertainment, but it's, it's literally, it's, it's their job, you know? So it's just a different, they get paid often, you know, millions and millions and millions and millions <laughs> of dollars to maintain their bodies. But from, for most of us, I mean, just looking at the overall benefits of exercise in, in general, I think, I think first we, we think about it so much from a weight standpoint, which yes, is, it is important. However, um, you have to also look at it from a general health standpoint, whether you're overweight or not, exercise helps prevent, you know, a million different depression, anxiety, stroke, cancer. I mean, now we're associating so many more cancers with different diet and exercise. Um, you know, the, the amount of exercise that you're doing is, is being looked at, you know, as a literal risk factor for certain types of cancer, you know, arthritis in the future, even if you're you know, everybody thinks they're invincible when they're in their twenties. It starts to go down a little bit, downhill a little bit when you're in your thirties, then you, I haven't gotten to my forties yet. I'm close. And I, I know that the hill is about to get much steeper. Um, but there's just, there's so much, I, I think about it too. I mean, depression and anxiety, I think it's a vicious cycle too, because you get, you know, you're overwhelmed or you're exhausted. And of course the last thing that you want to do is, is go exercise or go to the gym. But I mean, it, it's just, it's just been correlated so many times, you know, over and over and over that exercise can help improve mental health. Um, so as, I, as fun as it is to talk about athletes, it's like, I, like you said, the, the normal guy, you know, needs it so much more than, than the athletes. And I think it's really interesting uh, you bring that up because I look at exercising from a standpoint of, you know, when people are dieting, you can do a similar concept to exercising. Um, you know, the idea, and this is the way I like to describe it to my patients is you don't need to come in here and have the, you know, the perfect squat or the perfect lunge or really anything like that. You know, uh -huh. we're all unique. We're all going to look at this differently, but it's about making small adjustments over a long period of time that I can sustain or we're going to make the largest of differences. So it's, it's kind of like, I can't go from drinking whole milk to fat free milk right off the bat. Maybe I need to do two weeks of 2% milk. And I need to do two peaks of 1% milk. And now I can bring myself down to fat free. So now if I translate that same concept to exercising, okay, I can't do a squat. I mean, my squat doesn't look good because my hips are tight. Okay, well, let's address your, your hips. Uh -huh. Make sure that, you know, they're moving in the correct biomechanical, you know, fashion to make, to make, it, to make it work the best and to make you not have pain. And mm -hmm. we can work our way back. And I think when people start to feel better when they do something athletic, then that hits a trigger in their brain of like, hey, I can do this. You get a sense of accomplishment. Right. But then once you start to see some changes in your body, then it kind of becomes, at least for me, it became a little addictive. Yeah. Where, you know, I started working out and I started noting, noticing some body changes. I started noticing my, my clothes fitting a little differently. And then I started noticing at work, you know, I, I would have to lift water coolers. This things weigh 50 pounds, maybe. Now I'm lifting those things and it's not difficult. So now I'm realizing how it's influencing my activities of daily living. 
And, right. and now, you know, I, it's also easy for me because wherever I work, there's a gym, um, <laughs> you know, for the athletes typically. But I think that's a real barrier for people too, is finding the time and setting aside that time um, a, as well. But, you know, I think sometimes too, you need a coach there. You need somebody to show you the way, um, you know, nobody, nobody did anything perfect and Rome wasn't built in a day either. Um, so showing somebody the, the right way to go about things, I think is a passion of mine. And, uh, and that's what I enjoy. I enjoy showing them the right way to do things and how it can help, you know, improve their lifestyle. This isn't just, you know, you come in for an hour and, you know, now your lunch looks great. Um, and Hey, maybe you can run a little bit faster. This is now I can run a little bit faster, but now I can play with my kid because my back doesn't hurt me after I go for a run. That, that's, that's what I, really... that's what I want for somebody. That's a really interesting. I've never heard exercise compared in that way. To, to, like you just compared it to dieting, you know, I think most evidence-based, um, you know, practitioners that deal with anybody trying to lose weight would tell you, you know, it's not, you're never going to have true success putting on somebody on, you know, such a calorie restrictive diet that it's not sustainable for them. And what you're looking for is the long, what's sustainable in the long term? what's going to allow them to lose what, yeah, they may lose 20 pounds really quickly, but it's also going to come back really quickly. And I think that's kind of what you're saying is, yeah, you can do a bunch of, you know, a few sessions with a personal trainer, you know, crush it, maybe look a little better, but if you, if you've not set yourself up for success in the long term, it's just, it's not going to happen. So working with people, figuring out even scheduling, like you said, you know, and, and what does it take? I, I think people also think, it takes more than it more than it should to to see a change. But like, what do you? I mean, what would you say to start yeah, with? Um, it's like, I just I don't have time. You know, what do you need? What do you really need yeah. to, to have the time? <laughs> yeah, I think it's really interesting you bring that up too because everybody was thinking, so, "Oh, I need two hours to work out." Because I look at these people on Instagram and they look like they work out all day. And honestly, you can get in a great workout and. 30 minutes or less, to be honest. I mean, there's a number of quick ways to burn a lot of calories. I think that's what it really comes down to for your goals. Yeah. Um, so, you know, something I got really interested in during COVID because, you know, I couldn't go to a gym was um, I start, I found a set of stairs in my apartment complex and I would walk up and down the stairs, do 10 reps of an exercise and then walk up and down it and wait for the next minute. I would put yeah. on a podcast or put on some music and do that for 15 minutes. And, um, you know, it's kind of like a modified imam or every minute on the minute, but you, you know, you don't need a lot around you and you can make the best of what's around you. I think, uh, you know, something that I like to include is, is my goal for this is, you know, introducing athletic training and strength conditioning together. So putting in corrective exercises for somebody during their warm up, So they are healthier as a result of exercising. You know, you hear a lot of people say, well, I used to be really into, not to hate on CrossFit, I used to really be into CrossFit and then I messed up my shoulder. So now I don't do it anymore. It's like, CrossFit well, is the best okay. thing that ever happened to orthopedists. Like everybody knows that. It's, it just, yeah. it's like, <laughs> that's a whole separate episode, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, I, the idea is to correct that and now we can go and exercise it and everything feels, you know, better. Um, but yeah, nobody, they don't need anything, uh, crazy. You could do body weight workouts. And, and when you think about it too, you know, your body, whenever you introduce a new stimulus to it, it's going to make a change. And that change is probably going to happen in about two weeks. Um, 
So even if you just did something as simple as I'm going to wake up every morning and I'm going to do 30 squats, 30 push-ups, and a plank for uh, 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And each day you just did uh, either this, like, let's say you did that for two days. And then on the third day, you did a little bit more. You're going to see progress. Your body's going to adapt. And that's what's right. beautiful about our bodies is, you know, it, you know, they call it the said principle, like specific adaptations to impose demands. It's going to change if you keep doing something to it. Um, and, and something as simple as what I just listed to you, someone's going to see a change, no doubt about it. And, and again, even if you look at it from a caloric standpoint, you just cut out little things, little bit by bit, you're going to see a change. And I think there it's more sustainable and you get more progress. Small changes like, yeah, switching certain things that you're eating or drinking. And, and it's so interesting now, you know, Pinterest is, this is so fascinating to me and it's totally a different subject, but so Pinterest is the fastest growing social media platform. I think, or it, or now the largest. Or I could be misspeaking about TikTok because maybe it's TikTok that's the fat. TikTok might have surpassed Pinterest, but um, you know, even with like my twenty-year-old degree in exercise science, and I, I should know more about what I'm supposed to be doing. There are times when I'm like, I, I don't know what arm. What am I doing today for my arms? What am I, What am I doing with my legs? And I'll literally just go on Pinterest and like find a leg routine and do, and do that. And I don't even think people know that, that, that exists. So there's just, there's so much out there for people who need to, to get started, but a lot of people want help. So what, and then we'll talk about, I do want to talk about the, the more like really crazy stuff you guys have for, for athletes, but what kind of packages like, so say somebody's like, Oh, I love this conversation. Mike sounds delightful. What kind of, what is like a package that you have, for somebody who just walks in the door? Like what is the center actually looking like? So people kind of feel. Sure. Yeah, we are combining healthcare with the spa, which I think is like the coolest idea ever because who doesn't want to feel good and then exercise and then look good. Um, So they can come in, they can schedule uh, an appointment with me. So we'll do a one-on-one consultation. We'll discuss your goals, um, any previous injury history that, um, you know, we can, uh, figure out why, you know, why do you move the way you move? Um, we'll, we'll do a postural assessment and then we'll do a movement screen and, and I'll walk you through what I'm looking through with my eyes and explain it to you of what I'm looking at. So that way you can understand how your own body moves. And I think that's really important for people to understand of, you know, how does my own body move? You know, you live with yourself every day, every second. So it's important to know what's going on there. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I'll show you some corrective exercises of, of what a training session would look like. And then as a result of getting that, so that's your consultation. And then we can schedule a number of follow-up visits. Like I said before, you know, you're going to see some changes over two weeks. So I like to schedule, you know, one or two times a week for, for at least a month. So that way you can get a good amount of sessions in and, and really see what you're working with. And I can mm-hmm. even, you know, give them some, some at-home uh, ideas as well. Um, included in that package, they, they get access to our recovery room, which I think is um, you know, really cool and unique that a lot of professional athletes only get access to, but with this new institute, people will get access to that as well. Um, but some other services that are, you know, provided along with it are a dietitian and then also, you know, mental health resiliency and stress management training as well from, from the other departments that you can put into your package. So this is really an all-encompassing, you know, evidence-based holistic healthcare, um, you know, that, that, that people can receive and, and you know, you know that the product that you're getting stands up to MUSC's name, which I think speaks for itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I love to, you know, 
obviously in a perfect world, we would all go to a place like that every time. But I mean, what I, what I love to tell people and, and talk about in, in this scenario too, is like, listen, almost like budgeting for your, for your healthcare. Like if you need to budget a month or two of this, that's kind of what, that's kind of what I do. Like I'll, personal training is expensive. This kind of stuff can be expensive. I think what, I think the prices that MUSC has set are, you know, because it's almost like it's um, subsidized by this, the massive institution. I think the prices are, are amazing. Like personally, I was looking at them yesterday, but, but it can be overwhelming and expensive. It's like, listen, this doesn't have to be forever. You know, if you can get in, have these sessions. And like you said, you're giving people take home exercises, strategies to do at home or in their own gym. Um, so I, I, I love that idea of it too. I, I want people to learn from me just as much as I learn about them. Um, you know, I, I think it's important that they ask questions, you know, ask me, why do I, why would I think about doing this instead of that? You know, be intuitive about yourself and something that's really important too is, you know, we're in this age of analytics. Uh, we're in this age of health and, and wellness, you know, and people need to know more about their bodies um, be because as we're learning through the pandemic, our bodies are, you know, our most valuable thing in time, right? Yeah. Um, so I think this is a great time for people to invest in themselves. And I know you and I were chit-chatting about it before the episode started, but about investing in your body. You don't have to be a multi-million dollar athlete to invest in your body. It's yeah. about investing in your mental health. It's about investing in your physical health. And I think that'll eventually lead to better health, wellness, and, and ultimate happiness at the end of the day, too. And, okay, so now I do want to hear what's in the recovery room, because that sounded kind of badass. So <laughs> tell us about, <laughs> yeah, tell us no, about I, <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I'm really kind of sad I don't live in Charleston anymore, because I feel like I would want to hang out there, <laughs> even though I'm not, I'm not a professional athlete, but I would like to recover in the recovery room. Right. And that's all. Well, that's the beautiful part about it is you don't have to identify yourself as an athlete. Um, you know, you can, you know, it's meant for recovering, you know, a tough day's work deserves some recovery. Um, you know, there's some fairly laborious jobs out there, but, um, you know, MUSD and, and HyperIce have partnered up and HyperIce is a company that supplies all the recovery modalities for Major League Baseball, the NHL, um, the NFL. So we're going to have a number of items. Uh, something that's included in the packages are the, the Normatec compression boots. Uh -huh. And that is essentially an air massage. So it, it starts at your toes and it comes in different sections all the way up to your, to your uh, thighs, like your upper thigh. Yes. Um, and we got these nice reclinable seats that you can hang out in. And I think my favorite part about it is, is coming from the professional scene where we might've had six or seven of those chairs and it's one room all together. This is just you and your room. The lights are down. We got a TV if you want it, but you can sit in yes. there and you can meditate if you want. You got 20 minutes to yourself to just rest and recover. Um, so that's, that's just one of the, you know, the fun toys in there. We also have the uh, Hyper Ice uh, massage guns, which uh, myself being your clinician will do beforehand or after with you. We also have red light therapy, which I think is, uh, you know, really huge and on the rise with a number of benefits. Be, uh, you know, increasing blood flow, which is huge. I got a unit for the space for specific body areas. So that way we're not covering the total body, but I think it's more important to key in on certain areas. So this coincides with someone's consultation of, hey, my knees aren't the best. Okay, well, when you recover, let's make sure we're hitting the knees, right? Is that um, like you know, infra infrared or purpose. Tell, what, tell me, what, what is so, that? Yeah, so it's, it's red light therapy. Um, and the idea behind red light therapy, you know, they're finding out a lot about it now. 
but uh, really increases blood flow, decreases inflammation, and provides a good environment for the cells to regenerate. Huh. So if our cells can regenerate better, just kind of, you know, it's like low-level signs, but if our cells can regenerate sure. better, then, you know, obviously we're going to have better recovery, better blood flow to the area, more nutrients. And as a result, when you come in the next time, you're going to feel better. Yeah. Um, and um, there's a normal, number of hormonal uh, benefits to it as well. Um, so we'll have a red light therapy unit in there, uh, cupping. So we'll have traditional cupping, and then we'll also have cupping that actually has the red light in it, and it also has vibration features as well. What? Um, myself, I'll also do – yeah, so that, I, that's really cool. I'm excited for those. Um, those that, are really nice. I, I'm going to be honest, I, I like Mike, to use them on myself. <laughs> that sounds like shenanigans. That is like – wait a second. So – Cupping while it vibrates with a red light like that sounds. I'm I, my lower back is very jealous like that. I'm, but I but I also yeah. know that you guys wouldn't have it and I know MUSC wouldn't have it in there if there wasn't evidence behind it to show that this is actually helpful for, for people. No, a hundred percent. Um, and and that's the that's the fun part too is you know, all this stuff sounds, sounds like razzle dazzle, but there's a lot of evidence to support it. I mean, you look at cupping and, and company, you know, ancient Chinese medicine, but they knew what they were doing. Um, you know, it helps yeah. to break up scar adhesions. It brings blood, it brings blood flow to the area. Um, and, and you could just do, you can see the results as soon as you're done with your increases in range of motion. Um, and, and as a result of that, you know, you're getting, this is kind of cool not to get too in depth with it, but if it's going to restart the inflammation process, so if it kind of creates, you know, you see those bruises, like everybody saw Michael Phelps had those bruises from the cups. Totally. But if we can kickstart that inflammation process, now we're getting new blood, we're getting new nutrients to the area. And now that stagnant area where maybe it's been a lot of scar tissue that's built up over time. Now we're getting all these new good things for our body in that area too. Um, yeah. The vibration is just there for, for our nervous system to kind of calm those muscles down. Um, and then the red light therapy, you know, as I alluded to before, it brings a number of other, uh, you know, positive benefits to it. Um, we'll also have, uh, you know, being an athletic trainer myself, uh, I'm certified in, or my scope of practice covers manual therapy. A lot of times we have a lot of muscular and uh, restrictions, you know, like you alluded to your low back. A lot of people have tight traps. They have tight lats because of the repetitive exercises we do in our daily living. So how can we loosen up those muscles to help people feel better? Yeah. And I think the other important thing too is, is when we feel pain, that takes a negative, you know, we have a negative connotation with pain and that puts us sometimes in a mood. So if I can feel better from that standpoint, I'm decreasing my pain and being a better mood too. Oh, yeah. um, so that'll be in there too. We have uh, instrument assisted uh, uh, soft tissue technique, which is called Graston. Um, so that's kind of just another offset of, of manual therapy. And um, We'll also have some heat packs with some vibration as well. And, and what's nice is you can preview all these products um, in, in our lobby area too. Um, and also part of the consultation is showing you these products and what's going to work best for you, right? Um, yeah. I think my job as a healthcare professional is doing what's best for the client at all times. And so, yeah, that, all those bells and whistles are great. Don't get me wrong. But everybody, everybody deserves a plan and everybody needs it to meet their specific needs too. I honestly, yeah, it, it honestly sounds awesome. I, I'm really excited. And I'm going to link in the show notes, um, you know, the website that so people can kind of learn a little bit more about what what all is there because it, it all of these MUSC guests that I've had, gosh, for the last several months have are, are all involved. So it's, it's, um, it's really a, an incredibly comprehensive 
center. Um, so I'm going to link in the show notes, the, the website and people can, can kind of check it out. And then, um, and the physical location is in Mount Pleasant where the old, um, spine, oh my gosh, my Southeastern spine was like off, is it Chuck Dolly or Bowman? It's Chuck Dolly, right? Off yep. Bowman? Chuck Dolly. I like to describe it right past the mustard seed. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, yeah, it, it, it sounds awesome from everybody who, or someone who's not sure where to start all the way to somebody who's really doing a lot of training and they want to get more guidance and recover better. It just sounds like there's something for everybody there. Um, so I'm really excited. hundred percent. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's exciting. And that, the other fun part too is the, you know, you just don't have to come to train. If you, if you already know how to train and you're happy with your, with your progress, uh-huh. you can come in and just use the recovery products. Um, and we oh, have certain okay. packages and, and can set things up like that too. So, um, I think that's another, uh, you know, key part of it too is, and while you're in there, you know, if I pass by you, I'd love to talk and chit chat and, <laughs> and get to know you and see what you do. Um, yeah. I'm always looking to learn more and, and, and meet new people and stuff. Well, that sounds awesome. And when is this the soft opening? When is this, when are you guys kind of opening the doors? A, a month or so? So we are opening the doors. Uh, yeah. in about a month or so. So February one, we, uh, you know, COVID, COVID will throw us curveballs here with, uh, you know, shipping delays and all that fun yeah. stuff. But right now, February one, we are going to okay. be ready to go. Um, as of right now. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for chatting. I loved our conversation and, um, and, and I hope everybody that all, I've got, you know, tons of listeners in Charleston. I hope everybody, um, wants to take advantage of this because it's, it's a really unique and really cool, um, program. I'm really excited about it. So thank you guys for listening. Um, as always, if you like the show, please rate, subscribe, send to your friends. Um, that's how we get amazing guests and partnerships like we have with the USC and I'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye.